I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Wow. Oh, my God. Will you stop? Come on, man. Nelly was cool. You know what? I'm not sure if I I would have made it through like Nelly's life the way he had it. Oh my god. To be that famous that quickly in that city? Good lord. My I want, goodness. I want to know Andy Kimenetsky, DeMarco Far in for the guys. How much did Band-Aid sales go up during the height of Nelly? <laughs> a, a ton, yes. Like, if you were paying attention to hip-hop, you needed to just buy all of the Johnson & Johnson stock. Every like, kid anyone had a Band-Aid, Band-Aid That and toothpicks. Nuts. Yeah, nuts. And I think all those guys hate each other now. It's crazy. That entire group, they, they don't get along All anymore. the lunatics? It's crazy. Yeah, there will never be a lunatic reunion. There was a falling out between the St. Lunatics? Big time. It's, oh, it's, man. it's sad. It's like, wow, they were so tight, and now they're not. It's crazy. See what happens? That's what I mean. Give me a billion dollars at that age. It's Dude, all you, bad. How about you and Nelly, the relationship? You, still- you know, I don't see him a lot, but okay. when I do, it's all cool. You know, it's just one of those things. Because, did I tell you the Nelly story? No. Funny. Okay, so we go back to St. Louis in 95. The Rams are the thing. We'd meet all these kids. So we meet this kid that comes up and says, hey, I'm going to be a famous rapper one day. So, of course, we go the role model route. No, no, stay in school, do this, do that, do that. Turned out it was Nelly. (laughs) So Nelly blows up. He comes back and says, now, do you want my autograph? And we're like, hell yeah. Can we get get tickets too? Yeah. Do you know how much you could have wrecked? young Nelly's life if he had taken your advice. Right. Like, you could have destroyed Nelly's entire life. I think we tried. Yes. Maybe he's a salesman for, like, Salesforce somewhere. You know, who knows what his life could have been like. Right. Like, he he could have been living a life of, like, desolute. (laughs) See, I thought I was right. Yeah. He could be living in squalor. Because he listened to you to stay in school. See, that's, but, you know, we tried. But then... (laughs) Yeah, so every time I do see him, if I can get close enough and say what's up, we say what's up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on in the first place. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASC certified technicians with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with the free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get into the zone. AutoZone. So, Shohei Otani... Hell of a day yesterday, DeMarco. Doubleheader. First game he's on the mound. 
just one hit, complete game shutout. First of his career, complete game shutout. Next game, two home runs. Unbelievable. Yeah, this is all for Otani in a doubleheader. So you're a baseball guy, right? Baseball-ish. M, are you baseball? Yeah, I like watching baseball. Have you ever seen anything anything like this? No. Anything like this guy ever? No, I have I'm not. not old enough to remember Babe Ruth. <laughs> That's what so I'm the saying. answer is no. It, it's, it's amazing <laughs> what we're witnessing, and you're almost sad that he's playing where he's playing. Well, the Angels are trying to keep him where he is currently playing. The Angels have made it clear that they are trying to, they're trying to keep him. They're not going to trade him at the deadline. They are buyers right now. Um, they picked up Giolito from the White Sox, arguably the best uh, trade deadline acquisition among pitchers. Somebody, by the way, that had been linked to the Dodgers, who really could use the arms for the push they're looking to make. And Otani, after yesterday's doubleheader, when he was doing his post game, he said something that I thought was really interesting, which was what anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. First of all, he, he was said talking. A word. Yeah, he said a word. But that this was the first time in his career with the Angels that they were buyers at the deadline, wow, as opposed to sellers, and that could That's be taken, big. yeah, that could be taken a couple different ways. It could reflect enthusiasm, it could reflect some low key shade. Forgive me. What's their record now? Have they they've never been in this position before? They have not him? made the playoffs with Otani. So they, but they haven't been this close at the deadline. They are currently competing for a wild card spot. Okay, right and they, they have three back on the wild card. The overall record is fifty four and forty nine as it stands right now. With right, five twenty four. This is the best finish. team they've had in a while. So I see where you're going. It's it's funny that you hear that this is the first time we've been buyers, and I hear both things. Like, what were you guys doing before this? Or we may not mm-hmm. have been good enough to do this now, and this is our opportunity. It could look. Yeah. it could reflect him being excited about where they are right now. It could also reflect some disbelief that he's never been in this position before. And that's in part because nobody knows Otani. Like nobody has any real sense of who he is, what he wants. You know, we we all read into little bits and make a huge thing out of it. But the reality is nobody knows him. But I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, there was a nugget from Ken Rosenthal in a piece that he wrote for The Athletic about Otani. And in these acquisi- in the acquisition of Giolito, that trade, the Angels are going into, he believed, the luxury tax for the first time since Artie Moreno has owned the team. Wow. Which really speaks to... He's making money. R- well, <laughs> <laughs> it speaks to two things. First of all, he's making money. <laughs> well played. But also, too, just how badly Moreno wants to keep Shohei Otani. Why would you ever want to let him go? Well, that also got me thinking. The idea of before the season began, it had been reported, and we saw it was fact, that that Marino was looking to sell the team. Then he decided not to. He's going to keep the team. It got me wondering, nobody knows Otani, but Artie Moreno and and the Angels likely know him the best of anybody. They've been around him the most. Is it possible that Marino is stubborn and will will he will keep the team just out of spite and he will keep the team out of just not wanting to admit that he should sell the team? That's everybody agrees that's part of it. Like he's just he's one of those guys that is stubborn and doesn't want to ever look like he got backed out of this thing, whatever. But it got me wondering, like, 
did Moreno start getting a sense when he pulled out of the sale that maybe I will be able to keep Otani? And if I can keep Otani, there's no way I'm selling this team. And why, it just Yeah, why would you sell low with a guy like him? Imagine if you do win with a guy like him. What does that do for the value of your franchise? Right. I'd hang on to it. Right. And make it clear, this is pure speculation on my part. Like I don't I don't yeah. know this. But at the same time, all the people reporting on baseball inside, like none of them really know Otani either. Like everybody is playing a guessing game. But among all the guessers, I would imagine the Angels do know Otani best, even if they still don't really know him that well at all. And Otani knows the Angels the best. And Otani has not been shown that the Angels is a winning organization until this year, which is why I might interpret the like reading of what he said as, oh, wow, like now we're buyers, now you're trying when I'm about to leave? Like These three months aren't going to change anything to like, me. It well, might not. Know, it might not. The first time, uh, I, Vermeil, Dick Vermeil's told us that we had – We'd won nine games or eight games, and he announced in the locker room that we were guaranteed not to be a losing football team anymore. That was huge. So I, that's the way I took it. Like, this is the first time we've actually been in position to where we feel good about ourselves enough to go all in. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's look, the way I took well, it. Well, it's also, though, it or all in as they can. Look, yeah. Otani has to know that Moreno is serious about wanting to keep him. It may not be enough, because again, nobody really knows the criteria that Otani's break, breaking down, but he's got to know they made this move. Giolito was somebody that the Dodgers really wanted, so if nothing else, this is a shot across the Dodgers' bow. Yeah. Like, the Dodgers really needed to get somebody like Giolito. Like they, right. they, They're connected right now to Nolan Arenado, and wow. he... He could be helpful if they make that trade with the Cardinals, but they really need the pitching help yeah. more than they need the bats. They could still get Stroman. They could still get other people, but no one's right. a game changer so, that's available. But what I think is interesting about this, though, is beyond the fact that nobody truly knows what Otani wants, the Angels made this move at the Dodgers' expense. Like, there's no other way to interpret it. Like, I'm not saying it's the reason that they did it, but it is it is something that hurts the Dodgers one of their competitors for Otani, or perceived competitors, in the process. Like, it's it's a twofer. What but they also yeah. gave uh, the White Sox two huge prospects. But they huge also... for the Angels is relative because their farm right. system isn't that good. And also, Giolito is a rental. It's a three-month rental, Maybe. and then if you sign him longer, then sure. But it's the same way. The Dodgers could get him if he want to in the free agency, just so they could Otani. You I know? love it's rentals. Like... I do donuts and rentals. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not my car. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but what does Travis say? Travis, Travis swears has that Otani is what? Going to be an angel? No, Dodger, no. Travis has been really confident that the Dodgers are getting Otani. He's been treating this like it's a done deal. What's Would you know? agree? Right. But I'm also like, okay, if you're if you're not Otani, if you're you, if you're Andy, and you have your choice of places to go and play for, and places that can give you so much money have proven winning percentage and on the West Coast and all this stuff, wouldn't you also pick the Dodgers? Like, it's just kind of like, on paper, it seems like the best option for Otani in the free agency. Depend I mean, look, it depends on what you're looking for, how much of this has to do with winning, not have winning, but also, I don't want to deal with media. I don't want to then deal. stay with the Angels. Right. Or you could maybe split the difference. Go well, the to Angels the are aggressive towards media, so that's why. Whatever. I mean, that's not Otani's problem. He doesn't right. care. 
Like he's perfectly protected where he is now. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you could maybe split the difference, go somewhere like Seattle, where maybe, you know, they've got some good young players. You could feel like you're part of something that's building, but it's not quite the fishbowl that is the Dodgers or the Yankees, Yankees or the Giants even. Like those are bigger markets where I think it's gonna be harder for you to maintain that sense of privacy. Well, the Dodgers can protect him if they want to. If they if they wanted to, they could <laughs> they could you protect think? Otani. If that they could. There's no he way. Doesn't, he could speak through an interpreter for forever and not speak English and that protects him but from it, privacy. But it's not as well. just that though. There there's a different level of scrutiny and then and there'd be attention eight recordings of him media- speaking English. Yeah, right. go ahead. Sorry. Well look, I mean I, I cover the Dodgers. Like how they- often do you hear Julio talk, you know? It's like not That's that often. That's a good point. Yeah. Right, and reportedly, but he's not Otani though. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, <laughs> respectfully to Julio, that's Urias, a different deal. He is yeah. not, he's got a championship. See, there they go again. See, it. Rocky Marciano. But go ahead. <laughs> Let the hate begin. <laughs> Marciano's a hundred years old. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's just interesting though. It is interesting that if nothing else, the Angels, they're signaling a little confidence. Yeah, see where sure. this goes? I mean, and look. For no reason. They're they still three back in a crowded wildcard race be, in the AL. They may be fooling themselves. Right. But they are doing this the best possible way. If they're going to fool themselves, they have to be buyers. You it's can't. True. You cannot You mean Otani. if they're going to fool him? Well, fool whoever. Fool themselves. <laughs> yeah, put right. his jersey in the rafters. Go right. make a statue for him. They should start his statue now. <laughs> start his statue now it's not there guilt him oh guilt him like can you imagine that statue's like three quarters done like you build that thing slowly like from the feet up oh you build God. that thing slowly you build the anticipation of when the head is Wait, coming how do you build an otani statue is do he pitching now. or is he hitting both how it's both. one statue you know he's pitching to himself like he's there's pitching. two statues <laughs> well more, who said it has to be one statue? Yeah. Give me an army two of statues? statues around the big A. <laughs> Look, I know he's good, but come on. Two? No, you just create like a fortress of statues. And that's not convincing if they get bounced in the playoffs or if they don't even make the playoffs. Wow. Like, Otani's going to be gone. It's so hard, though, to leave an army of statues. <laughs> that is so <laughs> difficult. Like, okay, the, the Memphis Grizzlies with Jaw. Yeah. Like, the minute the Memphis Zoo named that giraffe Jaw-Raff, I'd yeah. be like, you got me for life. Wow. I can't abandon my giraffe. You're, you're, you're a simple guy, Andy. Wow. I am a simple guy. I'm a sucker is what I am. All right, coming up, it is the year of semantics for the Rams. Uh-oh. Explain what I mean by that. Coming up next, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, in for the guys. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is this the Glee version? <laughs> the Glee Please, cover? No. That's, no, that's, that's Diamond Dave right there. Do we have a 
for this show, is there a breaking news sounder or breaking news sponsor or anything like that? What happened? Uh, I'll put it on the, on the screen for you, but yes. Breaking news, courtesy of Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic. The Dodgers close to an agreement to acquire Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Lance Lynn. Wow. Welcome back, Joe Kelly. He also said possibly mentioned first by Joel Sherman. Wow. And Rosenthal's a gentleman. And Lance breaking Lynn new, and uh, Joe Lance Kelly. Lance Lynn. Yeah. Did they pitch together in St. Louis? Probably. I, I remember both of Probably. them. Probably. Yeah. When I first heard about the Dodgers connected to Lance Lynn, my immediate reaction was Lance Lynn is still in the league. Still. <laughs> yeah. He's still a hoss, too. Yeah. He's a hoss. Still a big dude. He's got about a 9 ERA or yeah. something. Oh, but. poor guy. They're hoping for better things. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Dodger fans, if nothing else, they get to break out the Joe Kelly memes again hey. in the face. Oh, my God. Who did he plug that? Who did he hit? Joe no, Kelly? He was, he was aiming at Correa. He was aiming at Korea. Mm-hmm. That's what he yeah. yes. actually. And then gave him the look. Yeah. Okay. Gave him the frowny face, like, mm, go yeah. cry about it. Yeah. yeah. Joe yeah. Kelly was forever, uh, remains forever a hero. He's among getting a statue. Fans. He <laughs> will get a statue. He should. He'll get a statue with that face. Yeah. Wow. With that face. Absolutely. First time I saw Joe Kelly, he was doing a standoff. Have you seen this in baseball? No. Where they have a standoff where one guy stays out after they announce the teams. And you stay you stay out on the field, and you, you're the last guy in the dugout. Yeah, so he stood out there and like delayed the game for 15 minutes. It was amazing. Yeah, that's the first time I saw Joe Kelly. Yeah, I like that, Joe that Kelly guy. became such a hero that Dodger fans forgot that he was the guy that broke Hanley Ramirez's ribs on that pitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which yep. I, to be clear, I don't think was intentional at all. If you look back at the game, it made no sense for him to be trying to hit Ramirez. But Joe Kelly was hated by Dodger fans until the moment of... You throw at Korea. A lot yep. of uh, reunions, yeah. too, because we got Kike back, we got uh, Joe Kelly back, we wow. might have... Well, we probably won't, but there's been articles written about maybe Cody Bellinger. I don't think that's going to happen. The, the good but, vibes team. <laughs> yes, good, good vibes. Team. Let's bring back everybody that made us feel good at one point in time. All right, so I said earlier, DeMarco, that I think this is going to be the year of semantics for the Rams, where you got to... Yeah. Explain yeah, that. Got to read between the lines, kind of pay attention to what's being said in order to understand exactly what this season's team is all about. You may recall recently Kevin Demoff had publicly refuted these reports that the team had either tried to trade Matt Stafford or talked to him about restructuring his contract, said complete nonsense, fabrication never happened. Uh, Matt Stafford in a in a conversation or in, a, in an interview said that uh yeah they did actually talk to me about that um he couched it a little bit by saying quote they did and i'll keep all that stuff in those sort of conversations in house i'll just leave it at that also said that i don't know the technical term for what this is but we had conversations on that kind of stuff and then later sean mcveigh had said that they were excited as hell to have matt stafford back and that they were unanimously in agreement, the organization, 100% on board with having Matt Stafford as their quarterback. They're excited, which is probably true. Once they realized they were not going to be able to trade him, and obviously you can't eat that money and the cap hit. So they were all unanimously excited about it once they realized this was their best option moving forward. Interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of semantics in looking at the Rams this year. Like later on. Interesting. Interesting. I believe it was 
yesterday or the day before, Sean McVay was asked about how they measure success this season. You know, used to be Super Bowl or bust. What did he say? He said, continuous improvement, being able to see that growth, see how we handle a 17-game season. The reality is in this sport, you're going to have to be able to navigate through a storm and being able to do that. I think that's going to be one of the separators. And he also said that it's not reflected exclusively in wins and losses. This is also the same team that will say they are not tanking, they're not rebuilding. Well, that doesn't say tanking. What what he's but again the semantics like what I what I that's semantics. Semantics because in a seventeen game season, if you are not if you're in win now mode, you have to judge by wins. What I heard nothing else to say, and based on what I see, and I'm looking at this roster here, is we have a young football team, Mm -hmm. so improvement is 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 going to be paramount. So which is reasonable. So totally look, reasonable. This I think the season goes two ways. Either they come out of the gate hard and and win a lot, win games they shouldn't win, and then fizzle late because they're young. Or they struggle early and get better late and roll into 2024. Uh, but none of that equates with tanking. Like, we're going to lose to get a certain guy. I don't think that's ever been the mentality of anybody in the National Football League. No, look, the players won't cooperate. With intentional losing. Or the coaches won't cooperate. coaches won't either. What it comes down to is the product that you put on the field. Like, are you putting yourself in the best realistic possible position to win? The Rams have not done that this season. So I'm looking at this defense. The entire secondary is in their second year. They've had some experience, but they still don't know what they don't know. Right. So it's a bunch of young dudes and Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. On offense, it's a bunch of young people up front – Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. right? So there's some talented players. There's some sure. once in a lifetime. Aaron Donald is a Hall of Famer. Cooper Cup is tremendous, smooth like butter. Matthew Stafford, one of the best arms in the league, surrounded by a young bunch of young people that have to learn. So, yeah, it's going to be more than about wins and losses for a while, right? Yeah. Which, which again is reasonable. But I don't know how you get tanking out of that. Well, tanking, tanking for who? Look, well, among other people, Caleb Williams. You think Trick he's man. better than Matthew Stafford right now? He's going to be better than Matt Stafford in three years. No, no, I'm talking right now. Well, right now, they're not in a position to capitalize on Stafford anyway. If regardless. he was on this team, do you think he would beat Stafford out right now? No. N- no, but yeah. I wouldn't. But you can allow him to learn behind Matthew Stafford. Well, and, that. And, and you could be losing forever right, until but, he does. But that's missing the point, though. Yeah, because what? with Stafford or with Williams right now, they're not going to win a lot of games anyway. Well... We don't know that yet, They're, but I would rather they don't go, look set up to win a lot. I would of games. rather go to battle with a with an experienced guy who's pretty darn good versus a youngster that I don't know what he's going to do. Well, the, and I'm not saying Caleb Williams can't play, but I think that's crazy. That makes no sense. Right, at Right, but if you're thinking about the long term health of the organization, Caleb Williams, assuming you think he's going to be great at the pro level, yeah, he's more valuable than Matt Stafford right now. He's we'll generational. See, I'll say this: what uh, there's a uh, there's going to be more young quarterbacks in this league than in a long time, right? I, I can't wait to see what this kid Bryce Young does in in Carolina because he's the guy. Let's see how he transitions. He was the number one pick. Let's see how he works out. Let's see how all these young guys that get that get their start. Uh, early. Let's see what they do and how they go about their business. Some of it could be an abject failure and a disaster. So you tanked for more disaster. That well, doesn't make sense to me. Well, here's the thing, though. It's 
again. And everybody's always fascinated with new. It's it's well the new, new yeah new means you're going to win. Look at one point Matt Stafford was new. At one point Aaron Donald was new. All, and everybody Matt, starts out new. Right. And Matthew won late. He did. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, it, it's it's just weird. But go ahead. Well, again, you have to be thinking about where you are as an organization. And they were in win-now mode, like serious, extreme win-now mode for, what, like five or so years. After, they, let's see, yeah, yeah. Like basically, Definitely after they lost to the Patriots well, but, I mean, in really, the Super Bowl. Really around the time of McVay's arrival. And for the most part, those moves, I think, paid off well. They won one Super Bowl, went to another. They were largely a winning organization. I think they're really well run. But at some point, for most organizations, you have to hit a reset. They're in a reset yeah. moment right now. They're not going to talk openly about being in a reset moment. And so it's clear there's nothing wrong no. with them being in a reset moment. But because they are in a reset moment, if you're asking me who would be more valuable to this organization right now, Stafford or Williams, assuming you think Caleb Williams is an NFL quarterback, the answer is Williams. It's not even close. Because when the guy's starred in college football, he's a star at SC. Right. He hasn't thrown past one in the NFL. Again, assuming you think he will be well, that's great. a big assumption. I'm right. just saying. But I mean, but I has... don't know when the Rams are going to be good enough to capitalize on Stafford anyway. I don't know how soon that's going to be. Regardless, they may never be in a position to capitalize on having Matt Stafford at this stage of his career in enough time where it's worth having him. Wait. Explain that. You, you lost How long me. do you think it's going to take for the Rams to become a Super Bowl caliber team? Well, who can predict Realist that? Well, okay, try. No to. one can predict that. If I mean, you, okay, based on the roster they have now. Yeah. How long do you the think roster. it would take? How long do you think it would take most teams to put themselves in a position to be able to win? I know they've got a lot of cap space coming up. Maybe they can rebuild well, it in the fly, I mean, on the fly. Look, they've got some pretty darn good pieces and. Brady was able to do it with new teams. Yeah, Rodgers was he, able to do it with new right, teams. But, but respectfully this, to Stafford, this, he ain't Brady or, or Rodgers. He's division not that good. Is not, I mean, considering Purdy coming back in San Francisco and that not being set in stone. Okay, the way I see it is it will probably take two, Your three, biggest competition is Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. Well, but you, but you still have to compete against the rest of the NFC and the AFC. But, okay, and also, but wait, hold on. But a way into the playoffs is to win your division. Uh, of course. You can be bad against everyone else, right, but, but just win your division and right. you're in. So what I'm saying is the West, with San Francisco being, I guess, so uh, – what do you call that? Um, there's Fluid, a question mark, wide open. question mark at quarterback mm -hmm. outside of McCaffrey. Question mark there. Arizona, they're their best mess. player is still hurt, and they're, they're a, mess. a mess. So you still have a shot. Your biggest threat sure. to this division is Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. Right, but, but, but backing into – the playoffs is never a position of strength. Like, it just isn't. Well, it, getting into the playoffs is still a big deal. Oh, it, oh, it is a big deal, but I'm... T and that's and that's in Super Bowl contention if you win the division. I don't know if I'd consider it realistic Super Bowl contention. I mean, like, you are technically there, but unless the rest of the NFC is weak, I feel like you're there because somebody has to be there as opposed to actually being a threat. Andy, There's a difference. So, just... I'm not understanding it. that, but go ahead. Who is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford at NFC besides Jalen Hurts? Who else out there is a better quarterback than him? Kirk Cousins? Brock Purdy? Geno Smith? 
Kyler Murray. Like, there's not many other people out there that are better than Matthew Stafford right now. But, DeMarco, to put that, though, Matthew Stafford was a great quarterback last year. Obviously, he got hurt. But a quarterback, one receiver, and Aaron Donald do not make a, a, like... I don't no, playoff but, team. But I don't think that's... I've never seen a run of bad luck like the Rams had on the offensive line. You're right. Where the starter gets hurt in three plays. The backup comes in and you lose him in one play. So one of your starting centers you had to call back from the police academy. I have never <laughs> I'm serious. I have no, I never seen such a run of bad luck. Then they had to fire the coach. They reset that entire room. So if you give him better protection, if you give him a running game like Cam Akers, if you if he starts the season the way he finished it then last season is a mirage. So, Or last season could be the start of Stafford feeling his age, and that's starting to become well, yeah. a thing. If and, he doesn't get beat up and you keep him true. upright, you still have a shot. Look, so, yeah. Again, I, I feel like if you are playing the odds from where the Rams are right now, it would probably take two or three years to really put yourself in Super Bowl contention just because most teams need time to gel anyway, and next year's team is going to be really different than this year's team. We know that. Like, we can agree on that. Unless this team plays out of its minds, they're earmarking everything towards next offseason anyway. Yeah. So you have to have a couple seasons to gel. By then, Matt Stafford's almost 40. See, I, I think you think that he's about done. He's closer to done than he is Wait till you Brian. see this guy up close. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And you can see it tomorrow if you want to go see Aha. Sedano and Cap out there <laughs> oh. at training camp. Look at you. Right? Look so, at you. Yeah, Always you know? promoting, as long as we're promoting, the <laughs> Travis and Sleeva Show has teamed up with Waba Grill to give away lunch for your office. Listen, today, during the Waba Grill lunch hour on 710, to for the queue to call, and you could be the Waba Grill workplace of the week. That is a good workplace to be. That's today on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Waba Grill. Waba Grill. Eat smart. Be healthy. Coming up next, Factor Cap, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, in for Travis and Sliwa. Hey, guys. Yeah, that last segment got a little contentious, guys. We're, we're going Ooh. at each other here. Oh, where was No, it's good. It's good. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to be out there next Sunday. I'll be out there the day after I go to see Taylor Swift, so I'll probably still be all in glitter to go to uh, nice. Irvine. It'll be great. All right, so uh, first up, LaShawn McCoy talked about how he paid the price for spoiling Avengers Endgame at the time. So, people who spoil movies are the worst. Andy, fetch a cat. That's a fact. You want to give people the opportunity to learn everything in the moment, have no anticipations. Like I I actually often try to see as few trailers as I can leading into a movie. I don't read reviews anymore. Like I go out of my way not to listen to reviews. Mm-hmm. Like the the big picture podcast, the mm-hmm. w- one of the ringers movie podcasts. I listen to that one, yeah. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of it. But if I know they're talking about a certain movie that I want to see and haven't seen yet. I will avoid that part of the yeah. podcast. Or you'll wait till after you see the movie to listen to it. Yeah, like I used to be the opposite. I used to be when I was younger. I would be somebody that would seek out trying to read all the reviews. The discourse. Like, yeah, and now I'm like, you know what? <laughs> There's too much discourse. I think it's a great word. Social media, Twitter, all that <laughs> created too much discourse. I want less right. discourse. Yeah, I feel like I knew the entire plot of Barbie before I even went and saw it. DeMarco, what about you? Do you think that spoilers are... Uh, People who spoil the worst. You know, that's very grown up of you not to read that stuff. And I, I do the same thing. I kind of tune out. But um, I, if I ask, please tell me. Like if you're if you went and saw Mission Impossible, and I I want to go see it, haven't seen it, and they'll start telling me about the movie, and they'll do a great right, job. Super not tr- plot driven. Not trying to spoil it, right? But then they'll say, "Well, go see the movie," and I can't tell you this. If I ask you to, then please tell me. 
Okay. But don't just well, offer it. Well, that's not it. spoiling it, though. Yeah, because I'm, I'm asking. Right, that's <laughs> yeah, but don't ruin it. But, but Shady McCoy, <laughs> dead to me. <laughs> and I loved him as a player. But dude, yeah. are, you, are you kidding me? When did he do this? This was back in like 2019 for Endgame. Yeah, it was like Endgame. Uh, was it was it like a big public thing that? He yeah, it was like a podcast, like either right before or right after the movie came out, but like not enough time for everybody to go see the movie and then spoiled Endgame. We were ten years invested in Marvel, and he ruined right. the whole thing. Oh. There's something like that right. where like it's a super <laughs> plot driven surprise point that you want to have people's pure reaction for. I feel like it's different, but well, if it's a movie with not that much plot, I feel like it doesn't really. Well, matter. plus Demarco hit the nail on the head with like the Avengers thing. It's a long time. That's a long time. Wow. There's no like books about it, so you can't like if it's like Harry Potter. If you knew the ending of Harry Potter, it's not really a spoiler. You had five years to read that book, you know. So it's a little different than that. Jorge, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with the guys, Uh, Andy, on Twitter on social media you see some people posting stuff i try to avoid it and i just want to have the same experience oh, i remember like everybody's doing it yeah. during succession hmm? like yeah. if there happened to be a laker game going on during succession yeah. it was so hard for me to comment on the game mm-hmm. with my twitter feed right without seeing succession stuff like it was, it was this impossible dance wow yeah, I feel like there's there has to be some sort of spoiler warning there has to be some sort of embargo for certain things but i feel like you can you can you can say, oh, I really liked the episode, or, oh, this was cool, as long as it's not a spoiler, because I feel like you want yeah, the people to exploit, uh, to enjoy it to its fullest extent. I did ruin the usual suspects, but it wasn't a really? spoiler. I just figured it out before anyone else. So did I, actually. And I yelled it out, yeah. Oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you could have done without that. But I, that was with a bunch of dudes, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate those tweets that say spoiler with a little yeah, alarm. Right. That was yeah. like, cool. Like, that's yeah. cool. Thank you. And also a lot of times too, like podcasts I listen to too, they'll have like big spoiler announcements if they're about to go into like the spoiler content of it uh, or they put it in the description. All right. So Subway is going to introduce something where if you legally change your name to Subway, you can get Subway for free for the rest of your life and they will pay too to have your name legally changed to Subway. So you would change your name for free food for life from somewhere. DeMarco? Dr. Cap. Uh, free food for life from from somewhere. anywhere. It from could be Masters. It could be the Michelin star restaurant. But it's got to be. I got to take the name of the restaurant yeah. or the food. No, the name. The restaurant. So if it take was the Mastro's, name of the restaurant. Yeah. So if it was Mastros, your name would be Mastros. God, that's a hard one, man. You Tell got you. one? Well, that's Cap though. I don't, I don't think I can do that. Here, mm-hmm. somewhere like Mastros though. That's not bad because the food's really good and it sounds just like a name. Yeah. Like if you just went up to someone, hey, my name's Mastros. Hey, Mastros. <laughs> Mastros. They probably yeah. think it's an unusual name, maybe a family name going Or like back Ruby to- Tuesdays and they just call it Ruby. Ruby Tuesdays. No, you'd, wow. have to be called, you'd have to be called Ruby Tuesday. Okay. What about you'd TJF? To- <laughs> like Meta World Peace. You got to call them Meta World Peace. Yeah. Meta World Peace. Um, Subway's not a sponsor, right? Uh, <laughs> not at the current moment. Yeah, I'm not doing when it. When in doubt, leave it out. <laughs> wow. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Get, there's got to be more you're getting out of this. Okay. Like, what if not it was your middle name? What if it was your middle name? Middle name. So you still so be Andy Kamenetsky, yeah. but it's Andy Subway Kamenetsky. Subway is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, Jorge. What do you think? I would go with. Uh, I like how Chick. That's a that's a common name. Chick Fillet. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll go with Chick-fil-A. Okay. Not in the hood. No, not in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with Popeye. There you go. There you Popeye. go. Popeye. I can do that one. Popeye Bironis. I feel like Popeye's though. <laughs> That's a great Popeye name. Baronis. I think it's going to stick. Good. That is good. 
All right. Um, so the Women's World Cup is going on right now, and I haven't been able to catch any game really outside of the U.S. games because U.S. games are the only ones that are in our prime time. But there is a sporting event that you would wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to, to see. And I'm going to say any say the Super Bowl got put at 4 a.m. for some reason, or you're in a different country and it's on at 4 a.m. There is a sporting event that you would wake up for at 4 in the morning. Fact. Okay? Fact or cap? Oh. Uh... I think the Olympics, the Olympics, you know, that's one of those. That's every four years. You right. See top athletes. But is there like, is there an event that you would wake up, you would set your alarm for 3.58 to turn on your uh, TV? Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be a soccer game in the Olympics. That's right. the only uh, one. Yeah. Andy? Fact. Yeah. Fact in the sense that I have done it before. Mm-hmm. Like I, the la- the only time I remember actually doing this was when Kobe was part of that Olympic team in 2008 the gold medal match against Spain. And, and it I, wasn't for work. It was just for pleasure. Well, it's hard for me to say for sure because I was covering the Lakers. So it it's impossible to separate it entirely because I was going to be writing about it. I was going to be commenting on it. It was it was the rare Olympic game because I'm not, I'm not, to be honest, really into the Olympics. I'm, I'm pretty indifferent to them. This was, though, one of the rare Olympic matches in anything that I was that excited to see. So I might have done it for this game anyway. But it's rare. Like, the standard's going to be high. Mm. I need my sleep, especially if you're in a family with children, pets, just, like, general chaos. The standard for waking up voluntarily at 3 in the morning to watch something on TV (laughs) is high. DeMarco? I I said fact. Um, I've done it before when you're overseas and you're trying to catch games back here. Uh, the time difference, you have to wake up early to watch, or international games. Um, what's that little guy, the little Japanese boxer? Inouye. Um, it's funny. He, like, boxing matches are on Saturdays, but he fights on Sunday because the time difference is different. So, yeah, of course. Um, Formula One, I've done it. You have to wake up early to right. watch a, an F1 race. Yeah. So, absolutely fact. All right, so one last one. So today's Walker Bueller's birthday, pitcher for the Dodgers. Hey, birthday. Uh, with his name, Walker. <laughs> you just said, hey, birthday. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, birthday. Hey, birthday. <laughs> All right, so with the name Walker Bueller, his only career in life could be a professional baseball pitcher. Andy, Fetter Cap. Cap. You can be a sheriff. <laughs> Walker Bueller. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, a sheriff. One. That's a bounty hunter. Right. Like it's yeah. anybody that carries. You carry a gun, like a like a yeah. gun on a holster. But you would also have like a mustache. Yes. And you'd wear a funny hat. Like basically, like Timothy uh, Timothy Oliphant's character yeah. in Justified. Yes. Like that yes. guy could yeah, be a Walker yeah. Bueller. Yep. All right. What about you, Demarco? Uh, yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, you can be a you can be a sheriff. You can be something else. Yeah, bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collector That's of a good Collector. <laughs> <laughs> Leave okay. it up to you to decide what's being collected. A chef. Chef Walker, Walker Bueller. Bueller? Yeah. Mm. Chef yeah, Walker. Chef. Just leave me alone. Okay. Hey, birthday. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Hey, birthday, Walker. All right. Coming up, Sean Payton said something, the new coach of the Broncos, about another coach, one of his contemporaries, that I'm not sure I have ever heard a coach say Bada contemporary, DeMarco. (laughs) Even more rare than that. DeMarco, you played in the NFL. You want to get your take on this? Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, in for Travis and Sliwa. Come on. Now, this is Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Yes, I know. 
It's just you can't dismiss the entire Van Hagar. I believe I just did. Discography. (laughs) Come on. I'm pretty sure I did. Wow. Just never really sat. Look, David Lee Roth was a very distinct presence. Big time. Yeah. And and like I said, like I said, I'm not a massive Van Halen fan to begin with. So, you know, it it wasn't like I was aching to take the journey with Sammy Hagar. I got you. Anyway, Diamond Dave explained it well. Diamond Dave wasn't talking about love. No. Sammy Hagar was. Yes. That's the difference in the music. Yes. Also hit it. Yeah. Uh, sources confirm from Ken Rosenthal, Rosenthal, Dodgers acquire Lynn and Kelly. All right. So it's officially official. Uh, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly coming to the Dodgers. Can you read the uh, thing? Because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, yes. Uh, breaking news is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Can you read the thing? I I, I understood, DeMarco. Okay. <laughs> I understood what I meant. I understood. <laughs> read the thing. Because she's in charge of writing up the thing in front of me. Like, for example, she wrote up this thing. Give it's coming thing. back again. The ultimate <laughs> fantasy football experience, Friday, August 18th at the Hollywood Park Casino. You can be there. Get your leagues ready now and learn more at ESPNLA.com, Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, and play. That's the thing. The thing. Emily Roar! <laughs> it's right there. And Aaron Judge is back. Oh, boy. Aaron Judge is officially back for the uh, New York Yankees. He's expected to play tonight for the first time since June 3rd. Well, there you go. That is a big unit. Right. Baseball. Huge. Yeah. Baseball. 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 So, uh, Sean Payton stepped in it a Baseball. bit. Baseball doing um, an interview with USA Today, and he he had been asked a lot of questions, it appeared, about Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson had a real down year with the Broncos, had a lot of people questioning he whether or not... He looked shot. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people questioning whether or not... You know, we had talked before about Matt Stafford, how yeah. long he can keep it going, whether or not Russell Wilson had perhaps reached that expiration date. And after a lot of deflecting or whatever, Peyton really decided to go to bat for Russell Wilson, talking about how he had, quote, plenty of gas left in the tank. But then he went on a little bit further talking about um, the the treatment of Russell Wilson last year under, um, what's his name, Nathan Hackett? Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, um, last year's coach, no longer with him, now part of the Jets staff. In over his head. Well, According to Sean Payton, you are correct. Oh, man, there is so much dirt around that in terms of Wilson's struggles. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in that freaking training room, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. That BS that he hit a wall, shoot. They couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. It wasn't his fault, his being Wilson's. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everyone who watched it all happen. Now, a quarterback having an office and a place to watch films is normal, but all these things get magnified when you're losing. All that other stuff, I never heard of it. We're not doing it. Uh, Peyton. Way to go, Sean. Well, as you might imagine. Respect. uh, He walked it back a little bit. (laughs) He was asked about this and said, quote, I had one of my moments where I had my Fox hat on back when he was an analyst for Fox. Not my coaching hat. It was a mistake by me. I said what I said, but I needed to have some restraint. 
That's semantics for I screwed up. Oh, yeah, yes, it my is. My bad. Yeah, forgive Have me. Have you ever heard a coach go off on another coach like that before? No, he wasn't In going. In public. I don't think he was going off on the coach per se. I think he was just going off on the people that said Russell was past it. Well, he Be- said it might have been the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. And I agree. Like, I was surprised because I have friends that are on that staff um, that were there with Russell. And I was I'm like, he looks bad. Like, what's going on? Well, he, he looked cooked. And to a man, the, the people I know, they were telling me it's not him. But they couldn't tell me what it was, meaning it's something in their room, in the coaching in the coaching office. Like, this is not good. This is a bad situation. And then you find out exactly how bad it was. But Russell took the blame for it. You know, even I was in here, went out on a limb. When, when Denver got Russell Wilson, I said, they'll be Super Bowl contenders. It made you all look stupid. But they blamed it on Russell Wilson. I'm like, it's not just him. No one falls off that fast. There's got to be something else wrong. And it was. Well, here's what I think is really interesting about this. Like, obviously... Sean Payton going there in a way that I have never heard a coach criticize another coach for their job performance like that. Like, I've heard coaches be like, that dude's an a-hole, like, I don't like that guy, where it's very clear there's animosity between us. You know, that guy needs to mind his own business, he needs to shut his I've mouth. heard it, but not publicly, but they do talk about coaches like right. this. Right, well, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard publicly them go off on other coaches as people. Or personalities. Yeah. I've never heard a coach go off on another coach basically saying, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. Well, that guy did a bad job. Yeah, you could screw it up for the rest of us, you know, by, by screwing it up so bad. But yeah. here's what I think is really interesting now. Sean Payton actually put himself under the microscope in that moment. Because now if Denver's offense doesn't take off, it's one of two It won't things. be that bad. Well, It, it won't be what we saw last it's season. Got, it's got to be pretty good. They might not win, but it's not going to be as bad as what we saw. Well, it's and just, Russell is going to be better than what we saw. That maybe, was horrible. Maybe. Yeah. But now it's a place where either, you know, if Denver's offense, let's just say it's not as bad as last season, but it doesn't look that great either. One of two things has happened. Either everybody was right that Russell Wilson has there's, Time has caught up to him. I'm willing to bet He's a washed. body part that he hasn't fallen off that far. Okay. Or yeah. Sean Payton doesn't know how to fix it either. He can fix it. Yeah, the one thing that's guaranteed, they're going to be better than they were last year. Guaranteed. Which isn't that hard to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was that bad last year. Like, right. like yeah. the Rams made them look... Uh... Hey, stop. Look at you. <laughs> right. But Sean Payton, though, talked this up in a way where it's like, look... Russell Wilson still has it in a way that can look like Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. We will look like a Russell Wilson team this year. If they look, okay, you know, not as terrible as last year, but not Russell Wilson, then again, it's one of two things. Either Russell Wilson really has fallen off or Sean Payton talked a game that he can't back up. Russell Wilson, yeah, he's past his prime. I'll give you that. But Russell Wilson looked like he fell off a cliff. He looked it looked like awful. he was cloned. And this guy didn't know how to play football. Like he forgot the football memory. And yeah. so also they play each other week five. So they this is also Sean Payton creating some bulletin board material for people like Aaron Rodgers who keep bulletin mater- board material close to his heart. You know, he's like, I own the Bears. He's going to own the Broncos. He's going to show them oh, up. You never this is, this is not great for both uh, for Sean Payton. You would have never made it out of that stadium if you if I if you ever even hinted that. Oh yeah, you're refresh done. my memory. He does own the Bears. 
but he said it out loud. I own you. To the Bears fans. Bro, you would have yeah. never made it out of that stadium. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can say. That ain't one of them. How would you have reacted if oh, you God. Been a bear? Oh, bro. <laughs> they would have thrown me out of the game. Yeah, yeah. There but would have even been at least true, one late hit. But uh, Chicago Bears, right? Isn't he the most prolific quarterback that's ever been in that stadium? Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest quarterback in Browns history? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 Like the most wins or whatever at, at that yeah. stadium. So yeah. technically he's right. You just don't put that out there like that. That's Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But Sean Payton is exactly right. Like something was off about Russell Wilson and it's not mm. his ability. Yeah. No one falls off that far without an injury. We shall see. But that's just – I thought it was interesting just in the sense that, A, he just went off on last year's situation – but again, I think he put himself a bit under. See, the I wish Russell was—he's uh, a great guy. Russell Wilson is awesome. He could date your daughter, that type of dude. I wish he wasn't that nice. I wish he would tell the truth. Then you would know why last season was last season. Look, maybe Sean Payton opened the door a little bit for him to tell a little more truth himself, Russell Wilson. So. We'll see, if nothing else, how Wilson responds to these comments because you know he's going to be asked about them. All right, coming up next, LeBron will be getting his jersey retired. Jeannie Buss has confirmed on the record once LeBron has finally hung him up. Is a statue coming? That is next. Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr. This is Travis and Sliwa.